From the Schmoes No Network Studios in Los Angeles, California, it's time for Guilty Movie Pleasures. And now, here are your hosts, two of the guiltiest cats I know, Josh McCuga and Steve Simone. All right, here we go. Schmoville, what's happening? We're here on Guilty Movie Pleasures. Steve, how are you, man? Good, man. What's up, Schmoville? We're waving. We're saying, hey, uh, I'm pumped to be back. This is uh, this is turning into a lot of fun. Episode two. <laughs> I know. And we're uh, we're coming in hot today. Um, we're talking we're talking Commando, uh, which is hands down one of the Amazing. greatest guilty pleasures of all time. Uh, but w- before we get into that, you know, Schmoville doesn't know you that well yet, Steve. They really don't. And it's it's unfortunate because you're you're one of the best dudes I know. Oh, thanks, buddy. You're fantastic. Give Schmilville a little bit of something like, who is Steve Simone? Who well, uh, I'm a guy. I do. I'm a stand up comedian. Correct. And I'm the middle of three brothers. That's awesome. So uh, I moved here because I always had fun making my brothers laugh, and I moved mm-hmm. to California because I loved movies so much, and mm-hmm. this is where movies came from. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was. Uh, one of the reasons why I'm really excited about this show mm-hmm. is because when I was a little kid, that's what me and my brothers, my dad would take us to movies. Yeah, yeah. And then on the way back in the car ride back, he would, okay, now what would you do different? This is what I would have done. Okay, now what if Flash Gordon had a sidekick that had magical powers? That would have taken it from a nine to easily a 10. And why I'm so excited with the commando thing, like, because I remember when we were really little, my mom would have to come to the movies with my dad and us. Okay. Because, you know, you're a little kid, yeah. you're three or four, you need as many hands on deck as possible. <laughs> sure. But by the time Schwarzenegger started to make movies, we were old enough where my dad could take his boys to the movies without oh, my mom. Man. But my dad was so clueless, he thought my mom really uh, was missing out. She'd be like, wow, I really wish I could go see Commando. Like, I, rem- I remember it was either Commando or Predator, uh-huh. and my mom just wanted three hours in the house by herself. <laughs> but my dad would be like, oh, man, your mother's really missing a great flick. <laughs> Right, and he'd come in the house, and he'd be like, "Babe, I don't want to ruin the movie, but uh, Arnold did it again. He did it again. Phenomenal. You should see how he takes out the bad guys." Oh my god, that's I mean, my dad was, you know, my mom was really strict about uh, movies that we could watch. Like we weren't on to that's see what moms stuff. Do. And my dad would like slip. The, that's what dads right, do. Yeah, like I remember being seven, and my dad being like, "You want to see Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom? They eat brains." And I'm like, "Yeah." Uh, yes. Yeah. So he would sneak those movies in. My dad always took us to movies, and Commando was like one of those family movies that me, my dad, and brother just loved. Loved. Loved that movie. And you and the suspension of belief when you're that young really is incredible. Well, what's incredible is it it has it has been years since I've seen Commando. Right. Uh, for whatever reason, Predator stayed in my rotation more than Commando, okay. and I don't know if it's because of just how cable television. Re- because these are the types of movies I like to watch over and over yeah, again absolutely. whenever they're on. Sure. And I don't remember the last time I saw Commando. I just knew I loved it because I loved Arnold. But it's been so long, I really thought it was a realistic movie the last <laughs> time I saw it. And then I watched it to get ready for this, and I'm like, oh, my God. Did you see this movie in the theater? Yes. You did? Uh-huh. Oh, man. See, I never saw it in the theater. I remember I, the first time, like the remember when moment. Remember the first time? Yeah. We were definitely in we, – we moved out of our house into a, into a new house. Oh, we got – Oh, we have a special guest calling dun, in. Dun, dun. We got a special guest calling in. Dun, dun, dun. I didn't want to ruin it up top. But like, all right, uh, JT, when you want to put him through? Hey, uh, welcome to Guilty Movie Pleasures. This is Josh McCuga. Who do we uh, who do we got here in Schmoville? I mean, at the test, it's pretty fantastic. You guys are talking about this on your first or second episode, depending on I'm tuning in for the first time because, of course, it's my movie. 
What? Is this Arnold Schwarzenegger? Um, I don't know who you are or who who is talking, but whenever you have a former governor, you should address him as "Hello, Governor." Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Governor. I appreciate it. You're, I appreciate your phone call. It's okay. Lighten up a little. I'm playing with you. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, you got a question for the uh, governor here? Uh, hi, Mr. Governor. <laughs> Thank you for making um, awesome movies. Uh, can, hey, we heard you. Uh, you had some stories from the set. Can you can you can you enlighten us on any of those stories, there, uh, well, Mr. Governor? First of all, you, you you throw to your co-host and ask him if he has questions for me, and then he goes to talk, and then you ask another question. Make up your mind. <laughs> it's a really, it's really. Now, I was wondering. Yes, now the, the main thing of your your co-host Stevens Asimov, very funny, friends with Mr. Roddy Roddy Piper, who I'm also a big fan of. Now, Steve Simone, what I like about you is you consistently use fantastic, and I believe by saying fantastic, that's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Governor. Welcome. Well, as far as the stories on the set, absolutely. I was talking to uh, Vernon Wells, who played Bennett <laughs> on the scene, and when uh, when there was a scene, I, I would look through and I said, this is going to be the guy that I'm going to be competing against, and it looked like I was going up against a jelly donut. I'm like, Come on, you got to be in shape. I'm sitting here, my, my, one of my arms is the side of his head, and he's sitting there around, just looking like he just ate five pizzas, and I'm like, Lisa Milano's right there, and she has a better body than you. Step it up. Come on. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we were gonna say, uh, what was the you know uh, what was the workout situation like on, on the set? Were you constantly doing push-ups? Because I mean, Mr. Governor, this is the most jacked you've ever been in a movie, maybe. Well, thank you very much. It's fantastic that you say that. I was I actually played a lot of moments. Even with, I was carrying around trees. I was carrying around the director and his assistant on my arms, walking around. But meanwhile, I should have been carrying lettuce as you see me eating God knows what. Is having some lettuce? I'm not eating lettuce. What is he eating now? He's eating a burrito. No more burritos. Come on, step it up. The fight is to blow up some steam, but I don't blow up somebody with banana bread. You're very passionate about this, Mr. Governor. It sounds like you and ben are you and Bennett still friends? Vernon Wells, who knows what the guy's doing? He's, he's, he's charging dollar ninety nine to have Comic Con signings. God knows where I'm in New Mexico. Where me has an Expendables three is in theaters right now. See it. <laughs> oh, thanks for that plug. We appreciate you uh, uh, plugging the Expendables three. Uh, Mr. Governor, is this your favorite movie you've ever done? It depends. I mean, I also I'm a big fan of Pumping Iron, of course, that I do with Ferrigno. Where from Russia, you talk about getting into someone's mind. You, you, me, the governor, getting into the Incredible Hulk's mind. It's really fantastic to watch that. But as, as far as what working and movies, I'd say Predator is one of my favorites. But going into it, yeah, Commando, because I get to kill an entire army with one grenade. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, uh, Mr. Schwarzenegger, Mr. Governor, we really appreciate the phone call. Uh, we can't wait to talk more about your movie. And, uh, you know, maybe when we do Predator, we do some of your other movies, you could call back. Would you, uh, would you enjoy yeah. that? Of course, I like you, show. I like what you're doing, and remember, eating is not cheating. <laughs> Thank you very much, sir. A big fan. Bye. Bye. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Dude, call on it. our second show. <laughs> Panama, huge. That is a huge get for us. Uh, I mean, listen, I had to contact his PR people. I had to go through a lot of hoops, but you guys really know people. I know, right? Right here at the Schmoes. No, the Schmo Schmoville knows people. Um, you know, it's pretty big time. Pretty big. <laughs> um, let's uh, let's do. Uh, we're going to start doing this week to week. Me and you okay. are going to go through the plot in under five minutes. Okay, okay let's. Do we're it. not going to do one liners yet. We're going to get into that in under five minutes. We're going to tell everybody what this movie is from beginning to end. Are you ready to go? Yeah, let's go. Okay, boom! Movie opens up. Trash trash collectors show up. 
bald guy in bed oh, with his right. wife, right? Then he thinks it's trash day. Well, it can't be trash day because it's not Tuesday, right? Yeah. And then comes in and then two dudes dressed like they're trash collectors just shoot him up with Uzis. Cap him right there. Right there. Then we cut to a Cadillac dealership. Bill Duke, who plays Cook, goes in there, steals a Cadillac, and kills the other dude that was supposedly in Matrix's team. Yeah, that's what I was... It took me... That he was on... They were all Matrix's team, It was team, all Matrix's right? guys. Yeah. Then you cut to the boat. Bennett gets on the boat, and they blow up the boat, and we think Bennett's dead. Yes. We, we don't know, right? They then, were covering their tracks. Yes, exactly. Then we cut to a, a glorious mountainous scene, right? Arnold Schwarzenegger, we cut boots marching right then you pan up to a Schwarzenegger carrying what could be considered a California redwood yeah we're not exactly sure how much that log weighed ironically enough he was once known as the Austrian oak so go really? on yeah <laughs> I did not know that it's fantastic then he then you cut and he's playing with his daughter who is played by the lovely one, of, one of my favorite moments in the entire it's about five six minutes in during this montage where yeah. you're showing he's a good guy is when she just shoves ice cream in his face. <laughs> she takes an ice cream cone, like, eat it, nerd. And it's like, oh, my ch- wonderful child got ice cream all over my face. That, you know that book? It's I worth did. it just to watch him oh, for that beat. Oh, it's incredible. Then, okay. then there, you know, the, the, it's the family time or whatever. Then all of a sudden, General Kirby shows up to tell Schwarzenegger that his unit is being killed one by one by one. Then all of a sudden, the helicopters take off open fire onto the house yeah he leaves two nerdy bodyguards for arnold yeah and then as soon as the helicopter leaves shoot out chaos yeah yep they were waiting for their time we're two minutes in and so he then he gets he gets forced in because they steal his daughter so he gets forced they back kidnap. into kidnap his daughter yes right he gets forced into trying to trying to take out this dictator who wants him to overthrow a government in the made-up country of valverde oh yeah okay? that's the name of it that's the name of the country the dictator played by uh, uh Rhea perlman's husband in cheers nick tortelli <laughs> nick tortelli exactly now What's cr- now? He's got to find. He they're going to put him on a plane to Valverde so he can re-overthrow a government that he had already overthrown. Uh, yeah, once. that and so yes, right, right. N- this is, at no point is this made up at all. Yeah. Then he gets on the plane. He kills the guy on the plane that he's supposed to be his like his handler to get, but he has eleven hours to find his daughter and kill everybody. Yeah, right? and they zoom in on his watch, so you know that the clock is literally ticking. <laughs> the most dramatic watch zoom in history. Yep. Then he jumps out of an airplane. He he. Tells the guy, he jumps out of an airplane. It's an awesome, like, yep, dummy all phone. From, it yep. all happens. Then he finds, he tracks down Sully. He meets a woman that ends up becoming his his assistant or his, like, assailant. She wanted to make out she, with him. Totally. He rips out a seat of a car. They track down Sully. They yep. have a shootout in a mall. Yep. He kills Sully. I believe Sully. the same mall is Fast Times at Richmond High. And uh, I don't want to ruin the trivia, but I'll tell you okay. another, in, at the end. Then he gets the girl. They go. They find they find Cook. They cook. They have a fight in a hotel room. Fantastic. Right? That you see boobs in that scene. That's your mandatory boobs. Fantastic. Awesome. Wonderful. Then he finally gets, he figures out that they got to take a seaplane to this island, right? Where the dictator has his daughter. And luckily, the flight attendant was taking pilot lessons so she can. Right. Because every flight attendant wants to be You forgot about the the part right before the seaplane. Do you remember when they go into the store? Oh, my. I'm totally my the best. best. Okay. He bulldozes a store, yes. for Christ's sake. Then we got one minute to finish this. Okay, go. <laughs> he bulldozes. They find awesome <laughs> weapons in the store that nobody else knew existed. Then the police arrest them, and then she blows up the police truck. With the rocket launcher. Yes, but then she knows how to fly a, a, a boat plane. A and then they land a boat plane on some island where I guess the dictator's landing because they have to rescue his daughter. The yes. whole movie is about rescuing Alyssa Milano. He goes in there, and he takes on an entire army, kills everybody, kills his, his main enemy, who we thought was dead. He 
he's not. It's Bennett. He throws a pipe through Bennett. He rescues his daughter. He comes back. The army wants to get him back. We got 15 seconds. The army wants him back. They, they, he, he, will you reunite your unit? No chance. No chance. End up. That's it. That's yep. the movie. And then the lady flies him back. The on lady the flies him back as a sick ass uh, '80s song plays in the background as the plane goes up. And one second we did it in five minutes, Steve. Good Woo! work. Buddy. We are good. We just crushed that. Holy one liner. We are. We're, we're getting it going here. That the... movie. It's so entertaining. It's so much fun. But it's so um, not realistic. No. Not at, at one point. You see, as a kid, you just thought. Okay, this isn't. This can happen. Oh yeah, this can do it. It'd like shoot out in a mall, no problem. Yeah, he literally they killed multiple mall security guards in the movie. Yeah, you know this. Yeah, it, it, there was so <laughs> much. I was wondering what the over and under and bodies on this movie must have. Been. I got that in the quiz. Do you really? End. Oh yeah, I've got the body count, including all the soldiers at the end. Every soldier accounted accounted for. Yes. Okay, there was just so. <laughs> We're going to go into the top 10 one-liners before we get All right, into And it. then there's just so many holes in the plot. There's so many holes in the plot. Like, he's in the police van, but they don't cuff him? <laughs> no, he just walks out. No cuffs from, the, yeah, from just... the Army Supply Store. I just noticed that. No cuffs. Yeah, no cuffs at all. Nothing. I'm like, how do they... <laughs> like, here's the thing. They I couldn't remember... get cuffs to fit his giant hands or his giant wrists? When I was went back and watched the Expendables movies, I haven't yes. seen the third one yet. Okay, I have to see that. Yeah. But I saw one and two in the theater, loved them. But I was like, oh, these movies are terrible in right. terms of plot. But they're not. They're just as terrible. This is even more terrible. Right. But we. So why aren't we writing action movies? I don't understand why we can't get back to the commando situation. Because now all these one-liners are tongue-in-cheek. Like in The Expendables, they're all kind of tongue-in-cheek. They're kind of cheesy, whatever. And in this one, he's so dedicated to his one-liners. He's so dedicated. He believes in them. In, in Expendables, it's, it's a joke. Yeah. Right? Now, I tried to make a top 10 list. I got to, I got 11, and they're in no particular order, really. Okay. More in like order of the movie. Okay. Okay? So my first one is, and is, is when he's on the plane, and he kills the dude. The right. best, and he goes to the to the flight attendant. And do me a favor, don't don't disturb my friend. He's dead tired. Yeah. First off, the bodyguard they have for him, the, the guy that's watching. Yeah. For, that guy's fantastic. He's amazing. He's gigantic, and he's got like he's a big he's got hair. Yeah. He's got like he's got like almost like the black <laughs> dude version of Benjamin Franklin hair. Yes. <laughs> he's like bald. <laughs> he's like bald here, and then it goes out kind of like Bozo the clown. So he's got a sweet Panama jack hat to cover yes. it up, like. Nobody's gonna know I'm bald. Yeah, and he doesn't have a, like he has four lines the whole movie. I want to know. I want to find out what happened to that dude. He was fantastic. Oh, uh, he was it. so good, and he's gigantic. He's huge. And Schwarzenegger to kill him. Like nobody in first class is paying attention to the fact nope. that a two giant men, another giant man, throws a huge elbow into his face, knocks huge him out, elbow into his face, and then breaks his neck. Yeah, and, and then what I don't understand is he gets up. To use the bathroom, right. apparently. He's, uh, and he nobody sickness. notices that he's been gone for 11 hours. <laughs> nobody notices. Has anybody seen the giant man in first class that just disappeared and went Ridiculous. to the bathroom? Number, number, my number 10 is... Uh, Dead tired. <laughs> it was so good. Dead tired. So when Bill Duke takes the Cadillac out of the dealership, uh -huh. he says to the, to the salesman who ends up killing by driving through the window, you know what I like best? the price and then boom straight through the window crazy now nobody in the, the hole there is nobody ever tracks down the stolen cadillac no. that he killed a man with and no. drove out the front no of police a, response at all no nothing he they they actually drive that cadillac to pick up schwarzenegger and then drop him off at the airport where there are police everywhere 
Hysterical. Never thought of that one. No, me neither. Right? Number nine. <laughs> when he goes, he, the guy is in the in his house after they killed everybody, killed those like two fake army guys, and he and he and he tells Matrix that he wants them to cooperate, and he goes right, and Matrix goes wrong, and he shoots him right in the face. Oh yeah, <laughs> right. wrong. wrong, and then just blows him away. It's incredible. <laughs> yeah. So then he has to go right. He's got to track now. Now he's on borrowed time because once he didn't cooperate with that guy, forget yep. about it. He's got to kill everybody. Once you go down that slippery slope, everybody's take dying. it out. Now, uh, I think this is my favorite quote Which of one? the whole thing. I think you know where we go with this. You have funny guys, Sully. I like you. So I'm going to kill you last, right? Now then you cut to. Which is all, this is all like one whole like callback. One awesome, yeah. Because <laughs> this is like short thing you're doing stand up. Well, do you know who Sully is, right? No, who's Sully? Did, did you ever see that movie, The Warriors? Yeah. Isn't he the guy at the end that has the bottles and he's like, come out and play? I think you're right. Hold on, let me look. Uh, so Sully is played by the actor David Patrick Kelly is, yeah, the, is the actor's name. And He's, he was in K-Pax, The Crow, Commander, 48 Hours. Wow, he's in everything. Yeah. Let's see. Boy, I'm not seeing. Oh, he plays Luther in The Warriors. That was his Knew first it. movie. Knew Holy it. cow, Steve Simone. That is nerd, huge. Nerd, nerd, oh, nerd. Oh, wow. But he was so, that, that scene at the cliff, I guess that's up on Mulholland Drive. Yeah, it's got to be up to on explain. I don't want to cut you. No, no, no. That's, uh, so then he, when he finally tracks down Sully, because oh, Sully's. He has to track And how down. creepy Sully, oh. the way he's hitting on the chick. Oh. Hey, you just shot me down, but now I'm going to keep on following <laughs> yeah. you. Is that how it worked in the 80s? I get in Sully's mind, he's like a sociopath of yeah, sorts, for sure. I guess, right? And then they, they go in this car chase. Schwarzenegger grabs him by the leg, and he says, It's not like, remember when I promised to kill you last? And then he's like, yeah, yeah, you told me that. You know that. I lied. That's my favorite. I lied. <laughs> that movie, okay, that part. Had has stayed with me my my Your whole life. life. Okay, and it, like there are certain movies that give you these little gems, this quotable dialogue yes. that just becomes part of your vocabulary yeah and there were so many times like i remember being 13 14 15 somebody asked me something i would go i lied <laughs> every time and if you know Come on, Sally, this is my weak arm <laughs> oh, matrix do you think they named that awesome keanu reeves movie the matrix in honor of schwarzenegger's character's name in this i would hope so I would, I would i would like the matrix way more if yeah i honestly it. think it has to be because yeah. he's so awesome in this his name is john matrix from east germany i can i don't yeah think they, they don't really remember when i was growing up in east germany <laughs> like that's just like some thrown in dialogue as he's making his daughter a sandwich so they can justify the accent of a, um, a the guy in an american military force yeah i guess so number seven um, is when Radon Chong is freaking out in the car, freaking out because she's kind of she's doing like the classic kind of like the woman in the boat in uh, Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom callback, right? When she's going callback. like callback. Now and I hate you when they're in that. They're, yeah, yeah. They, they, another movie we're probably gonna have to talk about because Temple of Doom is the guiltiest pleasures of the Indiana Jones franchise. It's fantastic. And she goes, "Are you gonna tell me what's going on?" And he just turns around and goes, "No." <laughs> they cut from the car. The best. He's so good. No. Now. In the fight scene with Bill Duke. Oh, awesome. Which is the best hotel fight scene maybe ever in a movie. Next to Ted when Ted, in Ted <laughs> Mark Wahlberg and Ted fight in the hotel room. And he throws the dude through the wall. You see the boobs. And right when they're, they're about to boobs, car, so, Oh, awesome boobs. That, that woman is a very famous sex therapist. Really? Weirdly enough, I did doing my research on Commando. Yeah, yeah. you are uh, a savant, a Commando savant. <laughs> this is one of my favorites. Like Rain Man counting toothpicks. I eat green berets for breakfast. Come on, uh, from henceforward. You scared, mother <laughs> effer? You should be. 
Texas Green Beret is about to kick your hiney. <laughs> and and you eat Green Berets for breakfast? And I'm hungry. <laughs> Remember that? That's the button on it. That's the button. Oh, my God. Now, Sully, maybe Sully's best line in the movie is when he said, when they're at the bar, he's meeting the guy for the passports, and he said, oh, oh, this, yeah. this is a great place. This used to be a great place for Hun Slash. <laughs> slash is a term for a woman's private part? What? Oh, I, I thought mean, he was a Guns N' Roses fan. <laughs> I thought he was going to try to maybe get an autograph, perhaps. Slash named himself after women after vaginas. He was probably a commando fan. There's so many wonderful, ridiculous moments in this thing. Because all hell's going to break loose, right? No chance. And then we obviously know what the final one is. Blow some steam, Bennett. Okay. How are you? He He throws a a pipe. Rips a pipe right right out of, not even like unscrews it. He is so strong that he can break metal. No problem. Yeah. Okay. And then throws a blunt force object through a man like who's a wearing giant chain mail, javelin, like a giant javelin that then goes right into a steam vent, and then steam is blowing out of a man's torso. Oh, okay. Because yeah. I was, I was like, wait, was that supposed to be a steam pipe? I mean, there was no steam when he broke it, but no. it just when it got stuck in his chest, and it it went straight through chain mail, a human body, and then through more metal. So a steam can blow out of a man. Okay, I don't know where this fits in, but <laughs> at what point were you watching Bennett and going? Is that Freddie Mercury from oh, Queen? Oh, yeah. There was definitely, like, that's who he was modeling his look after, right? Oh, without, it had to be. They look exactly alike. Exactly mustache, alike, right? Except that Bennett, the only thing Bennett has going for him, he has. there's no muscle definition in the man at all, as, no. Arnold, as Arnold was saying about him. There's no muscle definition. He's wearing no sleeves the whole movie. He, he looks like he's never lifted a weight in his but life. But he did have that crazy look in his eyes. He had that crazy look. That's the scariest right? thing. And in that fight scene, when he blows off some steam, he's like, he gets so excited that he, like, Schwarzenegger is egging him on to fight him with this knife. Right. Yeah. The ba- I remember my dad watching that movie, like mm-hmm. when we were kids, watching it over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> he was so excited for the knife scene at the end. This is what he really wanted, man. This is what it's coming down to. He's gonna get some justice. Like, Your dad like, like calls a timeout in an NFL game. He just gives a pep talk. Everybody have popcorn. <laughs> he would make sure we all had our treats ready. So good. It's incredible. Uh, then we Do you go- know what was a nice moment, though? Tell me. That set up that fight scene was when Nook... I don't know the actor's name, but he played Carla's husband in Cheers. Uh, the dictator Bedoya, guy. Bedoya, I think is... The- Nick Tortelli, I'll just call him. Just call him Nick Tortelli. It's fine. When uh, him and Bennett were having the heart-to-heart, <laughs> and he was, Mr. Bennett, you sound like the one that's scared. I am, because I'm smart. <laughs> <laughs> How great was that? <laughs> Wasn't that awesome? <laughs> Because it just sets up like, oh, you know what's going to happen. Hey, Matrix and me have some unfinished business. business. Now, when he throws the pipe through him, right? Mm -hmm. You cut to Alyssa Milano, who's now just like giggling like a schoolgirl. Like, she didn't just see a man be impaled by a steam pipe and just not have her life threatened for multiple. This movie only takes place over like the course of 11 hours. We know that, right? And because we have the watch so many times, we see the watch. Thank God. Uh, let's talk about some of the bad guys. We obviously we're going in. We got Bennett, played by Vernon Wells. You got, uh, I mean, dude, Bill Duke, he might be one of the greatest villains. He's been in a lot of stuff. Because he's got that look. What was his background? Do you know anything about him? Was he like a real like army dude or something? I think Bill Duke, uh, no, he received his dramatic arts training at BU uh, and then at NYU. Because uh, he never looked like. He doesn't look like a bad guy to me, but he always played a bad I guy. I know. Because he had that serious just, you know. Gotcha. 
the 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 presence of mind was Sully really like a bad guy or was he just a joke? Was he like he wasn't going to actually do anything? What could uh, Sully do? I don't know. He but he was the creepiest guy in the whole movie. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Like I even think he was creepier than Bennett at the end when his eyes get all crazy. Uh, yeah. Like here's my chance to turn the <sighs> yeah. knife. Yeah. I but Sully he, he was just so creepy that I don't. He, Anyway, and then there was, Arius was the name of the dictator, played by Dan Bedoya. Is his okay, name, so that's Bedoya, Nick Tortelli. Right. And then the guy who died, his name was Enriquez, but you never even heard his name. I had to do a lot of research to even find out that his name was Enriquez. Oh, the guy that he snapped his neck on the yeah, plane? Yeah, he's dead tired, right? So good. And then he destroys... So here's the... Okay, so he gets off the seaplane, right? Uh-huh. He rows a, a boat. Yeah, why does he... I'm going to strip down to my underwear. Yes, <laughs> Like why? Why does he have to get in his tidy whiteies? I don't understand. To row that. the boat. That was always a, a that, even when I was a kid, I didn't understand like why he's wearing a speedo, right? Then he gets onto the shore of this island, right? Yeah. And he straps on. He does the MacGruber strap in. Like, yeah, that was Grenade great. everything. Everything. He carries basically an entire army surplus store straight up a vertical cliff that we never see him climb. He just shows up on top of yep, it. Yeah, bad ass. Okay. Yeah. They don't really have that stuff at Army Surplus stores, do they? Hidden? Because it was like he I hit always... the secret button, yeah. and then it opened up, and it was like all the most cool weapons ever. Yeah. I, I Every time I go to a surplus store, I think to myself, Kinda, can right? I? Do you Is have there... this? In I a wonder how that works. Like the back room in like Men in Black, or like yeah. the back room in Jumanji. Remember in Jumanji when he like they went in and they had like the secret weapons? Well, yeah, I, and remember that Simpsons episode when Homer wanted to buy illegal fireworks? Yes, yeah. And he was like, I'll take this, some of this, and some illegal fireworks. And the guy was like, what? <laughs> and then the cop left to set the quickie mart, and he just pressed the button. All those fireworks come around. They, uh, you would think that, that army surplus stores maybe have that. Do they I have that? I'm just so naive. I don't know. I guess maybe. Should, I mean, can I don't we know. go to an army surplus store and, and ask, find out? Like, listen, we're not cops. We're just researching for a guilty movie. Uh, we have a movie show. <laughs> and we and we're talking about Commando. Um and then, listen, we should, I mean, we're dissecting the movie. We're, we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves, but I like that. I think what we're talking about is very important. It is. Right? Okay, you don't, He does he need to bulldoze the surplus store? Why can't he just break, break in? in? I don't know. He's, first, okay, when he breaks into the, to the area where they get the seaplane, they find out the information, he doesn't even have bolt cutters. He literally rips the chain lock off the door. <laughs> He's yeah, that strong. What, I, okay, I didn't, there was a lot I didn't understand. Okay. So... Go ahead. Where was that? And where was this island? The island and- was off of Santa Barbara. Okay. It's not it, his, the country of Valverde was where he was originally flying okay. in the plane. And that's 11 hours as you know, exactly right. 11 hours the, he's hiding up in Santa Barbara getting that's ready. That's where Nick Tortelli lives. Correct. He's hiding, but I don't understand how an entire army is like just hanging out in a, in a hangar in Long Beach. In that's San what Pedro. I was trying to. Yeah. What is that? They just like rented out this office. Like, hey, listen, uh, we're, we're going to spend. We're going to pay the money up front. But uh, we're also- you might see some crazy things. <laughs> yeah. Just we'd appreciate it if you just no, look here's the, the other way. Here's the beauty part of it. You got Ray Don Chung, who really didn't do another movie that was great after Commando. She goes naked in a lot of movies. Though. She was full frontal in a ton of movies. Just yeah. doing whatever it took to try to stay relevant. Oh, yeah. She was naked in so much like. She was doing full frontal. There was in this movie where she played like an Amazonian princess, right? And she was uh-huh. totally full frontal. So Radon Chung really she hit her peak in Commando, just yeah. like just like Lori Petty did in Point Break to bring yeah. back her previous episode. Yeah. And we've got Alyssa Milano. This was her second credit, and then she went on to Who's, Who's the, boss? the Boss? And really, I mean, two huge breakout stars. I mean, Schwarzenegger and Alyssa Milano that really went on to do. I mean, obviously Schwarzenegger much bigger, but still. Hey, know, is Alyssa Milano from Pittsburgh? No, she grew up in New, New York, New Jersey. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, 
and she you know she plays the little girl now when they're they're in the the steam room at the end right and he's like come on bennett let the girl go like it's just some hostage it's his daughter why couldn't he just say let my daughter go yeah i don't know and he's not really passionate about it either he's like just toss her aside it's time for you and i to kill one another and then why didn't they just kill her yeah from the beginning because do you remember schwarzenegger was like they're gonna kill my daughter whether i take out the dick the president of valverde or not right so why did they keep her alive for 11 hours? Uh, because then, what, were they just going to show her daughter? Because remember, they, were gonna, they weren't going to let him go and her go. Right. They, there's no way that there, any part of that plot makes sense. None of the it makes sense. And that is ridiculous because, okay, he gets on the plane. Obviously, they know, they know John Matrix. So what, he's going to get to Valverde and then just one man take over? They're, yeah, going with no weapon? Yeah, like, what's nothing? It? It, like, some... Oh, wait, he did say you're the only one that could get close to the president. Oh, because he president. was the head of the revolution. Okay, yeah. okay we figured that okay, out. Okay, that was... Okay, fine. JTE. JTE, can you play some of the commando music for us a little bit? We want to... There we go. Oh, it's so good. This, I mean, this, this music is perfect, right? So now... What in the world... So... They figure he's, they're going to kill his daughter anyway. Yeah. But now he has to go in there and take out everybody. Now, this is this music starts playing. Let's talk about this end scene because this is about as good as you get in movie, in movie history. Okay? The storm the castle storm scene? Storm the castle scene. Okay. This is, this is one person yes. taking on an army of yeah. people. An army... While this music in just Santa goes, Barbara, for in, some reason, in yeah. Santa Barbara again, like an island and the of military Santa couldn't follow this is any US of this. Soil. Yeah, U.S. I don't. Okay, go on. I, they're uh, a hold-up dictator off okay. the coast of America. This is one of the most ridiculous parts of the movie. Yeah, where he they show him like putting two claymore mines. Yes, and then when he finally hits the button, it blows everything up. It blows like up a bell tower. Buildings. It blows up like a million buildings. Like. Yeah. It would have taken him three days to, to wire all those charges. And as, as JTE said in the card over here, those buildings look like they were made of paper mache. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> they look like matchsticks. Boom, boom, boom. Now, when he's then he's blowing up soldier after soldier, and they can't hit anything. Nope. Right? When they first and get, he's shooting from the hip. Shooting and just spraying the gun like it's a weed whacker. Yeah. Right? Just le- and, and dudes aren't avoiding his bullets at all, but nope. he hasn't been hit yet. Right? Nope. Then he runs out of ammo. He runs out of gun. So he holes himself up in a garden shed. Oh, like, well, screw I it. remember when I was a little kid, my buddy Albert, that was his favorite scene. What? He throws a circular saw. Yeah, that was his. Head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, oh, that was the best. Now, here's the, here's something I read unbeknownst to us that there is a deleted scene when he cuts off the dude's arm with the machete. Oh, yeah. How re- that that was, that he, shed scene was the most ridiculous. Mo- all of it was without so, a doubt. A pitchfork. Then a, well, if they pump in a thousand rounds <laughs> into the thing and he doesn't but die only within a certain area. Cause yeah. You don't want to go too high or too low because you hit you actually hit him. Right. And then he when he cuts off that dude's arm originally in a deleted scene, he takes the arm and whacks the dude in the face with it. And he's like, need a hand. No way. <laughs> yes, and they deleted it. Oh, my. And Can you buy that it. scene on, like, I, DVD extras on a, a Criterion every, collection? I looked everywhere for it. I couldn't find it. Oh, my right? gosh. That's hysterical. Now, he storms the castle, kills everybody. Like, I mean, he goes through gun after gun after gun, blows up everything, grenade. Got, like, the extras that die in this, right? How he, about when he throws the knives? Oh, straight through, dudes? Yeah. The, the the extras that are getting killed as the soldiers are 100% getting, like, launched off springboards in the ground. Yeah, so true. Like, one grenade bounces, like, two blocks away, and the, uh, seven dudes get killed. Bing, bing, 
bing, right. bing. Yeah. And when he blows up the buildings, I don't know if you notice this, there are literally mannequins yes. that just fall over. Yes. Standing outside the yeah, absolutely. They don't was, jump, but all the normal extras are jumping like they're acrobats. And then blink. Yeah, some of these dudes are doing like legit dives, like they're doing twists and McTwists in the air, and they're dying. Probably like former NCAA champion gymnasts. Yes. Oh, without a doubt. And then we get to the final scene that we've been talking about ad nauseum, but it's perfection as far as fight scenes at the end of a movie goes. Yes. And we're all shocked still that Bennett got it, uh, and then he. Th- I mean, you are throwing a steam pipe. Through a man. Okay. Do you know? Do you know uh, who makes a cameo um, as an air air control operator um, that Ray Don Chong is trying to get yep. out of? Go. I saw. I, I noticed it because I went. That's Chet from Weird Science. That was Bill Paxton. Bill right? Paxton. Yes. Because I I was going back and I was going. Wait a second. Did I miss something? Yeah. So I hit rewind and I'm like. He's just there. He's just there. He's a, he's a and lieutenant. then why 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 aren't they tracking her? Why didn't he just reach out to them for help? Right. Like hey, help I us. know where my daughter is. Yeah. And said, I'm going to commit all these crimes throughout the city of Los Angeles. Nobody. And then when the helicopter lands to warn him. It's after he's already blown up the whole They don't see these bad guys going towards his deserted house. (laughs) They're in a helicopter. None of it makes any sense. And then they land again just in enough time to see the aftermath. Yeah. And they don't see him. They don't see him And him in the other car. They're in a helicopter. He, he, Steve, kills 50 plus soldiers alone. He, he doesn't actually call for backup. So good. He, he doesn't do anything. He just waits until the end. He's like, Arnold did it again, babe. <laughs> he did it again. This movie, I'm going to, all right. I think we should rate it. I think we should rate the movie on wow. an awesome scale. I don't think I think we we suspend belief and go back to when we were. Oh, it's a ten. It's a ten. Yeah, it's amazing. This might be the guiltiest of guilty pleasure movies. It's so dude. When he's just painting his face, he's all jacked (laughs) and he's putting on camouflage paint. But he's gonna just walk straight through the whole. What is he hiding from? I don't know. Do you need camouflage to raid a mansion with a drug dealer dictator? Maybe maybe it's like war paint to psych himself up like the ultimate warrior. Oh yeah. See that's kinda where I was going with it. Like Braveheart. Like I think that's where part of it part camo, part war paint. God, hey JT, can you play some more of the music? I just want I kinda want this music to keep oh my god. I would give it a ten. Yeah. It's all straight across the board. The I mean, listen, the women are Well maybe maybe a nine because then I would give Predator a ten. Because it involves an alien. Can you turn it down just a tad, JT? This is Commando the Musical. What? Do you know anything about no. this? No. All right, Schmelville, do yourself a favor and Google Commando the Musical. It's absolutely perfect. It's a guy imitating Schwarzenegger. <laughs> doing, doing, doing voiceover for like the the movie and like talking about. Is it real movie dialogue? No, uh, there's like a couple of real uh, movie dialogues that are good. Um, I guess he didn't really have that much dialogue. It was all no. one-liners. I mean, the only really sex scene is when they break into the hotel. He never kisses Radon Chong. And you see that lady with the giant boobs is a real-life se- sex lady? Sex therapist, yeah. And they go to the end and like all of a sudden Radon Chong is going to be his uh, Alyssa Milano's new mom. New mom. Yeah. But there's never any mention of a mom or a wife in Nothing. any of the movie. Like, my wife was killed by this dictator or anything like that. Nothing. Nope. No. It's just, he's living with Alyssa Milano up in the, in the woods. and that Going he's a fishing dad. and getting ice cream smashed in yeah, his face. That's it. That is one of my favorite moments. Seriously, about five, six minutes in. Oh, he's laughing She just about smashes it. and then he yeah. just starts laughing. Um, I think we've hit everything we wanted to talk about. Oh, I loved it. Besides the fact that we I didn't really talk mostly about how a man can rip a seat out of a car. Yeah, just like that. <laughs> like it's Velcro. Yeah, and the, all the 
Uh, th- th- the police never caught up with him. The police never. Caught and that they him? catch him at the at the army supply store and doesn't get handcuffed. And there's no no handcuffs and there's no police escort. It's just two it's cops. Two- hey, I think we see a hooker. What's up, baby? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so ridiculous. He he. Okay, fight scene in the mall too. Security guards. The, the, there would have been a SWAT team there in in under five minutes. Oh, you know what? We forgot one of the great li- one lines when the security guards talking to the chicks in the mall. And he goes, "You want to see me some kick some ass?" <laughs> <laughs> and then it goes over and gets crushed and just gets absolutely destroyed. All right, let's go into the uh, guilty movie pleasures quiz. You know, my my dream in life is to be a game show host. Let's go. Um, I've got some questions here for you, Steve. We I, we might have actually did it. We're gonna wrap it up here. This is the last thing we're doing. All right, in 1986. A sequel was written by Steven D'Souza, who wrote the original. It later became... Schwarzenegger didn't want to repress his role as Commando. That that script became what 1980s action Christmas classic? Don't tell me. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. The Bruce Willis movie? Yes. Die Hard? Die Hard was the original sequel for Commando. Now I'm <laughs> mad at Schwarzenegger. Now I, I always loved him... But could you imagine if it was Commando taking down the Nakatomi Towers? Yeah. He could speak German with Hans Gruber. <laughs> I swear to God, that is that is a true fact. But then uh, it launched Bruce Willis' whole career. That's amazing. Right? Who is this? Who, what's the name of the guy that wrote these classes? D'Souza. Where is he? He's living on a mountain on an island off Santa Barbara. <laughs> <laughs> with Nick Tortelli. <laughs> Nick Tortelli. Okay. Uh Martial, an, a martial arts expert and fight choreographer trained Schwarzenegger for this movie. And by the end of the movie, he was what degree of black belt? Oh, no way. Zero. He was a second degree black belt by the end of this movie. Schwarzenegger claimed. I don't believe that. <laughs> okay. Uh, the Sherman Oaks. What form of martial arts? Karate. Okay. <laughs> that was the Sherman Oaks Gallery, Sherman right? Sherman Oaks Gallery. From Fast Times at Richmond High. And, I don't and know. from what other Schwarzenegger classic? Jingle all the way? No. What? T2. Terminator 2. Sherman Oaks Galleria. Oh, I have to go back and watch yeah. that. Uh, Val Verde is a fictional country and is used in what other 80s classic? No idea. Predator. Predator was the country. Val Verde was where they were in Predator. Oh, Which my God. Predator. That's so yeah. awesome. There were two. Pe- Wait, we have to get T-shirts printed up that say visit wonderful Val Verde. <laughs> like, you know, like those tourist T-shirts. Wow. That is Dude, incredible. let's do that. Yes. And let's do it. Sell them to the schmoes first because they'll be the first people that get it. Yes. And then we'll use the money to do something awesome. Okay. Got it. Well, that's, that's brilliant. In, in, the, in the making. You are a marketing genius. Okay. Over under 115 body count. Has to be. Ooh. Well, there was had to be because it had to be over because of the amount of people just on the island alone. Under 102. Body oh, count is 102. really? <laughs> just 102 by one guy? Okay. Uh, let's. Uh, oh, over under 40 days to shoot the movie. Under. Uh, under is correct. It shot in 35 days. And last question. The There were two people that were up for the original role of John Matrix. It, it was originally being written for Gene Simmons. <laughs> okay. Originally being written for Gene Simmons, but it, and, but <laughs> they saw Kiss goes to that Magic Castle amusement <laughs> park movie. They like forget it. And they offered the role to what other great actor with a very famous mugshot and raspy voice? Uh, not um Nick Nolte. Yes, Nick Nolte was oh the original. Oh my Originally wanted for the role of. John I love Matrix. how it worked. Schwarzenegger brought his magic yes, to it. Yes. Uh, As did you to this episode. Dude, this was so much fun. So I much love fun. Doing I, this. I know. This is way too much fun. You're. I just dude, this is so much fun. So much fun. Like I was a little nervous this time. It felt more like a TV show where yeah. I was like, "Hey, everybody!" Yeah. Uh, 
Thank you. I am relaxed. Your but dad, then it still became more fun. Way fun. And your dad imitation is fantastic. Thanks, I can't wait buddies. to meet your dad. Uh, do, you got anything you want to uh, promote? Uh, my website, awesomesteve.com. has got my Twitter and Facebook there. Um, my CD is going to be coming out. I do awesome. another podcast. It's not movie-based, but it's just about, like, I'd love to get you. Why don't you come on as soon as you can? Okay. And it's called Good Times, and yeah. it's just about all the fun stuff you did as a kid. Love it. Yes. And uh, you can follow me at Josh Makuga on Twitter. You can hashtag the show GMP. You can also watch my show Between the Sheets on YouTube.com slash The Casual Mafia. Subscribe here to the Schmoes Know. Uh, Mark Ellis and Christian Hart. Oh, and let people know, please, guys, if you like this, please rate it and subscribe yeah. on iTunes so we can keep it going. Rate it, subscribe on iTunes. Five stars. Five stars. Please, we were uh, – there was – the new shows five in the top ten last oh, week oh. on iTunes this one especially thank you guys so much for watching um, and we're gonna go out on the commando review of Mark Ellis Christian Harlow and John Lejoie this is a classic oh, cool. from the Schmoes No Channel we'll I'll see you guys back. next time I'll be back from producers Christian Harloff, Mark Ellis and the entire Schmoes No Network crew we would like to thank you for listening to Guilty Movie Pleasures. What's your pleasure? Special thanks to Kevin Undergaro and Maria Manunos, the author of Every Girl's Guide to Diet and Fitness in stores now. To watch or listen to other Guilty Pleasure movie episodes or other episodes of the Schmoes No Network shows, get movie news, or to join the conversation, be sure to visit schmoesno.com. I'm the Pit Boss, and this has been a presentation of the Schmoes No Network. All right, guys, I'm very excited about this. We're doing a classic movie review of Commando with Arnold Schwarzenegger from 1985. If it's a mission no man can survive, he's the man for the job. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Commando. Let's party. All right, guys, I'm very excited about this. We're doing a classic movie review of Commando with Arnold Schwarzenegger from 1985. If it's a mission no man can survive, he's the man for the job. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Commando. Let's party. Hi everyone, I'm Jean Joie, and today I'm going to be reviewing the movie Commando, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. Commando is a movie that everybody my age of my generation saw when they were little kids, except me. What an idiot. I never saw it. Uh, I, I saw every other Arnold movie, saw The Running Man, saw Predator, saw all that good stuff, Terminator, never caught Commando. So you caught it. You borrowed it. What'd you think? About? I borrowed it from you. You had to go into like a secret thing, like where they keep that little Terminator arm in T2. Mm -hmm. There's a code you had to enter, and I got it. And man, what a silly movie! Oh, you're stupid. I didn't say it was bad necessarily, of but of course it's silly. That's what's so great about it. I love how silly this movie is. <laughs> One thing that I love about this movie is that Arnold Schwarzenegger's name is John Matrix. Now, uh, if you open the phone book and look under Matrix, uh, I don't think you'll find necessarily uh, any names or any human beings that exist in the world with that last name. It sounds like a great, awesome action hero name 
that just doesn't exist in real life. So Lieutenant John Matrix, I think he's a lieutenant, or maybe he's just like a guy that used to shoot a lot of guns. Who knows? He has a lot of muscles, that's the only thing that counts. Don't disturb my friend. He's dead tired. This movie proves you cannot remake an Arnold movie. And if this movie doesn't prove it, then the new Conan definitely proves it. Exactly right, my friend, because as much as I would like to see Commando updated with maybe more of a believable kind of plot line, and the action and the editing and everything else about it could be so much better. But man, you forget how great Arnold was mm -hmm. in 1985. There's no other action star. Like, I was a Van Damme guy growing up. You could, you know, make an argument for Chuck Norris or Seagal. Nobody else could have taken a movie like this and pulled it off and made it watchable and actually made it a classic like Arnold in his prime. It's one of the best scenes ever. He's he falls out of a plane, no parachute, into a swamp that's literally this deep. Like, this deep. And he lands, gets right up, and he's good. If about a hundred people are shooting at you with a machine gun, you're not in danger because all you have to do is turn around with your machine gun and start shooting it like this without even looking, and you're going to kill all of them, and they're not going to be able to kill yeah. you. Here's the plot. Arnold, retired bad badass dude right guys come in kidnap his daughter he goes uh oh now I'm gonna kill everybody because I'm not doing what you want me to do that's all you need to know <laughs> but he retired at like 28 like he, right. he didn't even like give it up like after a long service in the military right. he was just like you know late 20 maybe he, he was about to hit the internet boom I don't know what he was gonna do for the rest of his life right. but he retired from killing people uh, but not for a while no I gotta do it I have to do it for this one some of the best Arnold lines of all time. One of my favorites is, I eat green breast for breakfast. <laughs> right? Wrong. <laughs> hey, Matrix. <laughs> Wait, Sully, remember when I told you I killed you last? That's right, Matrix. You did. I lied. Remember, Sully, when I promised to kill you last? That's right, Matrix. You did. I lied. But some of the best scenes you gotta play in slow-mo because they're so badly shot and fake. When he throws grenades, play it in slow motion. You don't even have to play it in slow motion, you can see it. When he throws the grenades, you can see this, when, like, when you see it at full speed, the grenade hits and the guy's like, ah, they fly up in the air and die. But when you play it in slow mo, they're not even hiding it. The guys are on these platforms that shoot up and just play it in slow mo and it's so horribly obvious that Every time, and it happens like a hundred times, you see the guys just fly off these little platforms. Schindler's List, maybe. Uh, Gone with the Wind, okay. Commando, go. Done and done. Commando, John Matrix. I'm gonna, this movie is gonna get, because I didn't see it as a kid, you know, I did, I kinda wanna build a fort right after I saw it, yeah. Um, I'm gonna give this movie three out of five schmoes, and it gets to, <laughs> it only gets to three because of Arnold, man. And seriously, because as a real movie, it's uh, but Arnold is still so personable and it's so charismatic. I we miss you. I agree with you that it's silly, and I agree with you that only Arnold can pull it off. But because Arnold pulls it off, it's a great, ridiculous, silly action, carnage everywhere. You will have so much fun if you haven't seen this movie. It's a bad movie, but it's a great movie. And I go 4.5 out of 5 schmoes. Yes. He breaks into a sporting goods store that just happens to have like... Don't make logic. A cachet of weapons. 
And there's a plane that they happen to fly in. I mean, it's ridiculous. It makes no sense, but it's fantastic. <laughs> She's got the rocket launcher. It's stupid as shit, but I love it to death. I do absolutely recommend this movie. And out of five schmoes, I give it five schmoes and a one John Matrix. <laughs> So watch it. I think it's on Netflix, and if it isn't, Netflix is the worst company and the worst business on this planet. Blow off some steam, Bennett. <laughs> yes.